Welcome to Ask a Wayfinder, an advice and mindfulness podcast for all those who are seeking, those who are stuck, and everyone in between. I'm your host, Dana Wheelis. I'm a meditation teacher and a life coach in Central Virginia. I'm here with another letter from the listener, this time a short one, but man, it tackles a lot. This one goes out to all of us who have had trouble believing we are worthy of the love we receive and who have trouble accepting it into our lives. The letter goes, Dear Wayfinder, I can't accept that my boyfriend cares about me, even though he is tender, communicative, and wants to spend time with me. Even though I see from his actions and words that he clearly has feelings for me and that I am important in his life, Nothing he does is enough for this emotionally starved part of me. This part of me feels it needs constant attention and affection, and I know that's unreasonable. It's clear I can't feel love without specific levels of attention and security. How can I start to let the love in, both for myself, my friends, my boyfriend, and the universe, and feel and accept it and feel that it matters and counts? Love Starved. Dear Love Starved, I hear the pain in your question as if you were reaching out from a bottomless pit of wanting and needing. You say you know on some intellectual level that your boyfriend does care about you. And from your description, that does appear to be the case. I'm going to assume that he truly does since you've told me that the problem, as you see it, is that nothing he does is enough for you that you seem to require constant attention and affection, and even then you aren't convinced. I gotta say, it sounds like you're being really hard on yourself. In my experience, most of the time when we're telling ourselves we're not enough in some area of our lives, when we're being really hard on ourselves because we should just be okay with things as they are, damn it, then we're ignoring a very insistent and important signal from our bodies minds and emotions, that things just aren't as great as we think they are. That doesn't mean that everything is bad. That doesn't mean that your boyfriend doesn't love you and that the worried part of you was right all along. No. It just means that there are needs that you have in your relationship that aren't being met, and you're not going to talk yourself into not needing them anymore. One of my teachers once said to me, there is no such thing as a trivial need. Oh, we might shame ourselves for wanting something that our family or our culture told us wasn't necessary. But shame never makes the need go away. It sends it underground to simmer and stew and bubble back up to our conscious minds in the most inconvenient of situations. So to look back at your question, you feel that the level of attention and affection you believe you need in order to feel secure in your relationship is unreasonable. Quick question for you. Who decided what was reasonable in romance? Because I certainly didn't get that memo. The truth is, the definition and scope of what we call reasonable is something that is decided in every single relationship any of us will ever have, whether it's with a parent, a sibling, a friend, or a lover. I've seen relationships that function on terms I don't understand at all, but both participants are happy and they're secure and they're content. And that's what matters. May we all be so lucky in our lives to find people who communicate freely, accept us with open hearts, and love us for who we truly are. Early in life, we learn certain rules from our families about what is reasonable within that family unit. 
and frequently we carry them into our adult relationships. So, Love Starved, I ask you to cast this feeling back to when you were young. Is it a familiar pattern? Did you find that you wanted more than your family could give? Did you learn to make yourself wrong for having wants and needs that didn't match those of your family members? One sentence in particular really rings out to me. You say, it is clear I can't feel love without specific levels of attention and security. Last love starved, there are no objective truths in love and emotion. Things are rarely that straightforward. How did you come to this hypothesis? Do you struggle with feeling secure in all the relationships in your life or just this one? While there are likely larger patterns at play here, and most likely some old relationship trauma that has you feeling very wary about fully accepting love, I am not convinced that you are the entirety of this problem. Some questions for you. Do your boyfriend's actions match his words? When you are with him, does his affect or his energy match the level of affection he says he feels? Has he ever acted consciously or unconsciously as if your wants or needs were unreasonable? A lot of times we get caught up being angry with ourselves, only to realize later our intuition was telling us something very profound and important about someone else. Just because your needs in a relationship don't match his, doesn't mean that this is a problem that lies solely with you. Here's another bit of wisdom I've gained from my work. Sometimes people inadvertently set us up to feel the way that they are feeling. For example, if they are confused about something, they'll act in ways that are confusing to you. If they are perhaps feeling overlooked or unappreciated, they might lash out in ways that make you feel exactly the same way. This can be a remarkable tool for gaining compassion and empathy for people who are causing us pain. Is it possible, love starved, that your boyfriend is wrestling with his own inner demons around relationship and you are inadvertently picking up on his feelings around neediness and dependence? What if he is also feeling emotionally starved but doesn't feel like he can accept the love you're offering? On a practical level, lots of research has been done about relationships and how people communicate affection differently. If you haven't already looked into the work of Gary Chapman and his book, The Five Love Languages, I highly recommend sitting down with your boyfriend and comparing notes on the ways you both expect to give and receive love. Perhaps there's a mismatch there. Perhaps you need words of affirmation most to feel secure, but he's an acts of service kind of person and prefers to let his actions speak instead. Is it possible that you are both shouting your love at each other in your own ways, but neither of you could hear it properly? It seems to me that you get to ask for what you want. You get to ask for what you need. And the fact that you are still running up against this problem with your boyfriend makes me wonder if you have asked specifically for what you need and didn't get it, therefore feeling bad about wanting it in the first place, or if you just haven't found a way to communicate exactly what's needed to make you feel better, to make you feel secure, and to make you feel confident about this relationship. But let's say you do carry some trauma around giving and receiving love, either from your family of origin or in some past relationship that really burned your sense of stability and trust. 
I've put together a meditation to help you identify your barriers to receiving, to befriend them and see how they may have served you in the past or may yet be serving you, and what they might need in order to stand down and let love and affection fully into your life. There are many ways in which we can all feel like we are bottomless pits of need and that we must self-monitor or else burn out everyone around us. But in my experience, once we find a way to meet those needs as they should have been met when they first arose, the pit, it isn't bottomless after all. So given that, find a comfortable seat, either sitting up in your favorite chair or maybe lying down on the floor, just in a space where you won't be disturbed. I want you to just take a couple of breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth, just to re-familiarize yourself with the feeling of breathing. Just checking in with the breath and letting the mind settle and knowing that the mind doesn't want to settle, but just ask it nicely and see what happens. After you take a couple of breaths, I want you to turn your awareness inside as if there's this voice of wisdom inside of you that you can tap into and you can ask things. It's a voice, a consciousness, an awareness that you carry around with you every day and it's watching everything you do and it knows exactly how you feel and it can give you insight into any question that you might want to ask it. So looking at this awareness, visualizing it in any way that you might like if you're a visual person. If you're not, no worries. Just sort of expect that it is there and listening and relax into whatever answers it might give you. Ask it, do I have any barriers up, any defenses, any core beliefs about receiving love? Are there ways in which I'm not open to receiving the love that is given to me? Is it a deflection? Is it a fear that if you let it in, that it, you are vulnerable, that it might disappear. Is it the thought that maybe you're not worthy of it? Or something else? Just letting your own body mind bubble up some sort of answer in whatever way it wants to speak to you. Some of you who are visual might have the idea of a house that's all boarded up, perhaps. Not letting light or anything else in. Or others who are more sensitive in terms of touch or sound or smell might have a feeling of rigidity or some space in your body that doesn't feel like it wants to give. Just allowing that to come up and being curious. That's all meditation is, is being curious. 
So once you've tracked down either a memory, an emotion, a visual representation, some barrier that's standing in the way of you getting the love that people want to give to you, just give it your presence and tell it you're not going to change it. You just want to get to know it. See it for what it is and see how it's serving you. Sometimes you can be surprised the answers that you might get. When we work in the land of symbols and of analogies and metaphors, we can have real breakthroughs. Finally, once you've had a chance to get to know this barrier, in whatever form it's shown itself to you, sending gratitude to it, ask it if it can stand down. If it can let you step in. Show it that you are strong and that you are conscious and that you are ready to experience love with everything it brings. Knowing that vulnerability is bravery and strength that you have to your core. And so you don't need any facades, anything rigid or stuck, no boulders, Nothing in the way of you communicating clearly with your boyfriend, your friends, your parents, your coworkers, anyone. And just see how that barrier responds. Sit with this for however long that you would like. And you may want to revisit this from time to time. And if you felt stuck and still didn't get anywhere, that's okay. You can always go back and ask again later. This kind of exercise is one of my favorite types of guided meditation because I like to tap into creativity. I like to be curious about the ways in which my mind and body speak to me. It's like a waking state of dreaming, um, and it can be very informative for some. But as you know, meditation is different for every person. And that's why in each episode of this podcast, I provide a different technique. So I hope that this was helpful for many of you. And for those of you, if it didn't speak to you, no fear. There is plenty more where that came from. Thanks to all of you for joining me today for another episode of Ask a Wayfinder. I'm Dana Wheelis. 
And you can learn more about my work as a coach and a meditation teacher at my website, DearHawkHealing.com. That's deer, as in the animal, hawk, as in the bird, healing.com. All one word. There's a contact form there on the website where you can submit your own question, or you can write to me at Dana at DearHawkHealing.com to send me questions or feedback about this week's episode. Or... Perhaps if you'd like to work with me one-on-one. I help clients deal with anxiety, career changes, and help them through all kinds of life transitions. And I'd love to work with you. My thanks also to Teej.fm, the podcast network supported by University of Virginia's own radio station, WTJU, for their support of this podcast. In closing, I just want to say, be kind to yourselves, y'all. You deserve it.